0: Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's
1: Red FM
2: Good evening folks glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench Newcastle just gone a goal up on Manchester United we'll have more on that in just a sec what a busy show coming your way between now and 7pm all the reaction from today's Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals as Glen Rovers and Ian Wachitti book their place in the final in two weeks
3: I suppose today was a different start of a game with hurling than most games we played before. Um do you know, we were slow enough to start today. I suppose we'd have to play better against the Glen, though. The Glen were very impressive there and against Carrick Also, reaction to come from Ornabby's uh, 6 0
2: win last night. Going to hear talk to Middleton Cricket Club uh, about their fantastic year. I'm going to talk about the World Cup as well. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Mm-hmm. Matthew Longstaff was with the goal for Newcastle United A low drive from outside the box Put Newcastle United goal up on Manchester United 73 minutes gone on the clock there Could this be Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's last game In charge, Kieran? if they lose here today? Quite possibly, it shouldn't be though No, it shouldn't be But you know the way modern football is Um, But yeah, it actually could be Who'd go in though? (laughs) Well, Chelsea Mourinho's out of work David Moyes is out of work Two of them just waiting there They come back Sure, that was. Jeff only, is only—is
4: he only finished his contract? Yeah, or is that
2: still going? <laughs> the million-year contract he got when he started with Manchester United. Incredible scenes. Um, the big talking point today, Ciaran, was you um, uh, tweeting today on the Big Red Bench Twitter account, calling a hurley a hurl. Was that an actual debate? Yeah, people have gotten in touch with us to say it's a hurley. It is a hurley. You're from Cork. It's a hurley. I when I actually said hurl.
4: Uh, I, I, that's possibly <laughs> in relation to one of the, the tweets about Seamus Harnady. Seamus Harnady, yeah. Uh, c- because uh, Twitter was trying to auto correct that three times to girls. Okay. So if you read the tweets with girls in it, it wouldn't have been very. So,
2: red cars for Owen Murphy caught Harnady around the neck with the girls wouldn't have been very, Would have been very good at all um, but, um, and he doesn't have a red car either um, that was an aut- also an correct sorry <laughs> but yeah, uh, a few people got in touch to give out uh, it's a hurl, for, 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 you'd for, say for, hurl I'd say
4: hurly well i yeah. say hurly as well but it's I
2: mean, you know, it's a hurly as well it's an abbreviated of a hurly, like I'm not sure you're going to win this one, Kerr. I'm not sure you're going to win this one <laughs> at all alright, Guess up to date and everything that happens there
4: yeah, busy enough today starting with those games in park, you're in in the county senior championship semi-finals, uh, Glen Rovers very comprehensive winners over Carrick Tool, twenty-six points to eleven. Very disappointed, Keith Ricken After that, we'll hear from him shortly. Emma Kelly defeating the Bears, three nineteen to one nineteen. Also uh, another comprehensive display by the East Cork division in the intermediate football championship quarter replay. Drum Tariff beat neighbours Desmond, two sixteen to thirteen points. Big win for the side that came up um, last year from the junior ranks in the relegation playoff. Adrigol have beaten Grenasse 16 points to 1-8 Adrigal now play Yall next I think so they're one foot out of the relegation but they'll have to get a result against Yall as well uh, Donald Maloney he's decided not to seek another term with the Clare Senior Hurlers next year uh, Maloney had declared an in- interest in the position to the Clare County Board during the summer but uh, uncertainty over his role is uh, behind the decision not to proceed he had been joint manager with Gerry O'Connor for the last few years who stepped away from the position himself last month and he's mm. been treated very very badly um, Donald Don- has have- Donald, yeah. very, very badly. He said almost straight away after Jerry stepped away that he wanted the position for next year. Now, because they were a duo management, mm. it changed things up and Donald would have been going on his own and all that. Mm-hmm. But then last week, I know there was a journalist up in Clare um, giving out mad a lot on Twitter over the last two weeks how delegates up in Clare hadn't been asking the questions. What was going on with the Clare management? Because they're out since July of the championship, yeah. and nobody knew what was happening, um, and the same goes for the under-20 and minor managements up there and uh, this has been rumbling on then last week this, or this earlier this week, a flurry of uh, happenings going on Brian Lohan has been approached by the Clare County Board, he is a former Clare Hurler obviously, right. managed UL to Fitzgibbon success or in the last few years um, he's now going for it, and this morning I think um uh, his name escapes me Mulqueen he was a selector with Davy Fitz in Clare he's now as well supposed to be in um one of the okay. in line possibly to take it he's uh, noted his interest I believe he's currently manager of Liam Mellows up in Galway um, so it, it's going to be interesting but Donald Maloney not uh, respected mm-hmm. very much so after giving so many years yeah. to the to the position but um, anyway that's the Doesn't way sound that's very pleasant. going no certainly not but anyway that's the, the way it is up there in football uh, a big shock in the Premier League today is Man City were beaten by Wolves at the Etihad 2-0 was the uh, final score we'll get that uh, update shortly Liverpool they sit 8 points clear at the top of the table now as we go into the international break elsewhere today Chelsea beat Southampton 4-1 at St Mary's Rubble Gavarin striker Shane Long he made his first start of the season for the host there and David Louise, he scored his first uh, Gunners goal at the Emirates as Arsenal beat Bournemouth 1 goal to 0 and uh, Newcastle United is Roy just mentioned the absolute delight in his voice who got <laughs> 1-0 up with, uh, against Manuel. I will have an update on that in yeah, just a second. 78
2: so. minutes on the clock there and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer looks like he's aged about 20 years since this game has kicked off. Um, he's been looking like that for
4: last few days alright
2: this seems he to be looks, an awful he, lot of pressure. He looks exhausted from it, to be perfectly honest.
4: Um, elsewhere in Scotland Celtic they've lost for the first time this season in the Premiership result they're beaten 2-0 by Livingston uh, you would have expected them to get a result there but uh, Stephen Gerrard's Rangers they beat Hamas and 5-0 at Ibrox with Jermaine Defoe scoring a hat-trick Rangers now two points clear at the top of the table in rugby France have booked their place in the quarterfinals of the World Cup they've beaten Tonga 23 points to 21 in Pool C uh, Jacques Brunel's side will face England next weekend to decide who tops that pool earlier on New Zealand they made light work of Namibia in Pool B they beat them by 71 points to 9 a pretty comprehensive win there in basketball in the women's Super League say finished in Basser, UC you see 99 uh, IT Carlo 56 Seven and Singleton Super Supervalue Brunel losing out to more Marie 76-61. In boxing Dundalk fighter Amy Broadhurst has progressed from the last 32 at the Women's World Elite Championships. Meanwhile the lightweight saw off um, German Maya Kleinens to, win it, to make it four wins from four Irish boxers in Siberia. The South joins uh, Akira Smith, Christina Desmond from McCroom and Michaela Walsh in the last 16. In racing 16 to 1 shot, Walgeist has won the 2019 Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. André Faber's five-year-old took the richest race in Europe at Paris uh, Longchamps with strong bursts over the final 50 yards there. Enable and Frankie de Torre were denied a record third win in the race as they were uh, pip just at the line. And in show jumping, the Irish team have qualified for Tokyo 2020 following their performance at the FEI. Nations Cup final in Barcelona It'll be the first time an Irish show jumping team will compete at an
2: Olympic Games since Athens uh, a couple of years ago, since 2004. Well, thank you kindly, Carol. We're going to start with uh, Gala Games and that uh, Senior Hurling Championship doubleheader in Parkyreen today. McIlhilly booking their place in the final after their win over St Finbarrs today, three nineteen to one nineteen. And McIlhilly now looking to become the first side since St Finbarrs, actually since the start of the 1980s, to make it a three in a row. Can uh, speaking speaking to our boss? Fergal-
3: Thrilled again to be back in the final, you know. I suppose today it was a different start of the game of hurling than most games we played before. Um, do you know we were slow enough to start today. I suppose we'd have to play better against the Glen. now the Glen were very impressive. there against Carrick Tool, you know, and I did ten points on the board in the shot, and um, we we're well aware of that. No, so they're going to come with six good forwards, six good forwards. So we'll have to be at our best the next day. There's
4: was some great skill on the show there. Even the, the goal from um, Potty Sol. I think the, the cross from Willie. Here, I think it was. And I think it was
3: Will Yeah. 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 There was some, Thompson, yeah there was some great goals I thought we got three great goals Dickies was a bullet she had no command down and he's second to the violent back in and you know you have to be at that if you want to be county champions as well like you're going to get chances up front the same as your opposition and it's about who takes those when they come down here I'd like to think our as of our experience we're looking forward to the final now obviously the Glen have back to back counties just before us so it's some battle now <laughs> uh,
4: you were looking in under the defence the over at the, the Glen game uh, earlier on um, obviously you'll, you'll be talking to the lads about them now in the next two weeks but uh, anything to did you see anything there that'll
3: worry you? I suppose you know not I did the Glen are, you know, we, they're, they're on the road with a long time they have a great manager on Richie Kelleher you know, he's very organised and he's doing great work in his own club but um, I suppose Richie will have his homework done on us as well so yeah we have a few things that we do in most matches and I suppose we won't oh, alter things too much we'll just play away our, to our own strengths and you know, the game will take on the life of its own anyway. any
5: history between yourselves and the
3: Glen have you? no we haven't played the Glen championship we played them earlier I know in, in the challenge in Blackpool and oh. No, we've never played them in championship in the last five years now. So so I suppose um, I suppose you know for them and for us it's a mighty built up now because Mm -hmm. as I said earlier, they are are back to back champions Mm -hmm. before ourselves. And, um, do you know, the last
6: five years, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they're
3: a yeah. very pro club, and we are well aware of it. And you know, you have to give them great credit to get back to another final as well. And, you know, I hope the best team takes it out. But obviously, my job is to make sure that if we can at Isle, that we can scrape past in the day. <laughs> Just on Seamus, um, he got it with a very close line there. <laughs> i saw you he went to a couple of clause to take him out. He's a great fella. Um, we just took him off there precautionary and I suppose we wanted to get on a couple of young lads and you know, um, I suppose it's nice to be able to do this, but... Um, Know, we're just looking forward to the final now he'll be ok now.
6: just on the goals I mean you know three you mm. hadn't kind of been getting a lot of goals for so that must be very pleasing
3: was it it is like you know um, they I were suppose great goals, yeah. oh, they were great goals and you know early days in the championship we were getting mm. good scoring you know with 34 points against yes. Middleton, which yeah. I suppose when you're tapping over scores like that and you're 14 or 15 points up and then you could be chasing a game you know yeah, so yeah. yeah goals are obviously yeah. in yeah. we'd never turn away when
2: similar Kelly Ross Fregel Con are speaking out after there, I went over some fin today, 319 to 119. Uh, we're be impressive today. I mean, if we had heard for a little there, saying that they're going to have to improve to face the gland.
4: Probably maybe just a, a tiny notch, but they they were they were a good outfit. But they like they're fantastic players in in Paddy Sol, Seamus Harnedy, Decky, Dalton, um, and many more. Like when Shane O'Regan won the best players in the the under twenty team this year, is on your bench. Mm. You know, um, you've you've a fantastic team to choose from. Uh, I think they've only two or three players who've actually started every game as well over the last three years the last two championship wins in this year yeah. um, but they, 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 I wouldn't say they'd have a huge amount to improve but Fergie would say that anyway um, but the, mm. the, they are I think the Glen could put it up to them though Um to in two weeks time yeah Yeah. in two weeks time but they're going to have to get the matchups right uh, you know Jackie De- De- mm. Dalton was fantastic today All, always is on freeze you know always mm-hmm. is um, so maybe a small bit but I didn't think they were that bad uh, going by what Fergal was saying but he mentioned we mentioned the goals there uh, Immichelli have been struggling to get goals uh, this year so
2: he'll be very happy that they got three absolutely mm. cracking goals today as well we'll be hearing from uh, Glen Rovers in a little bit but first going we'll to hear from the Immichelli's Bill Cooper
7: yeah we were happy with the, the result um, probably not so happy with the performance plenty to work on for the final
4: um, you mentioned plenty of organ. You did put up big score though, uh, against yeah. the bars, which, like I know, Glenor's put up big scores all against Carrick Tool. But without being disrespectful to, to Carrick, the bars probably put up a bigger challenge.
7: Yeah, no, they were very well, very well set up. No, they were hard to play against. You know, they played a few, a uh, few extra behind the ball um, and really fought for everything. You know, so but um, you know, I suppose we were, we were, um, we were really up against it there. I suppose in 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 terms of um, the the play and possession, like, but um, you know, it look. We were a bit more clinical um, up front.
4: Yeah, three of the goals that went in they were absolutely sublime goals. If you could watch them back, they were they were a goal for the ages uh, from Dalton, Paddy, and Shane O'Regan who came on as so I think it was a second touch. They were fantastic
7: to, to see. Yeah, no, look, it, it's something that Fergal um, is always talking about getting goals if we if we get the chance. So um, you know, I suppose they are the killer blow at the end of the day. And uh, you know, we were lucky enough we got three of them today.
4: A third final in a row for of Obviously, it's super for the division.
7: Yeah, no. it's Great. Um, you know, I suppose the lads really—they're um, they're, um, after creating a, go- a good environment. You know, a good competitive environment. Um, playing very strong challenge games around the country, and thankfully we're bringing in the championship here in Cork. You know, so um, yeah, we're we're just—I suppose—we're we're not um, underestimating the, the challenge now in the final. You know, we know the Glen are like you know, the players they have—they you know speak for themselves. Um, they're fantastic, have the history, and all the rest of it. So it's going to be a ferocious battle. Um,
4: a few of you were peeking through the, the fence there in the first. Game. Game uh, would have of Glen, they did have a, a pretty good game against uh, Carrick
7: Yeah, look, oh, definitely. You know, I suppose. Look at their players. They have, you know, everyone, you know, their household names. Um, we will just we we'll, we we'll need to improve. There's no doubt about that. And but um, you know, it'll be a ferocious battle in the final. Yeah, and if two weeks now in the lead up to that. What's the the, the plan? I suppose. Yeah, I'm not sure. I suppose it's uh, it's four to tomorrow anyway for recovery. And um, you know, I'm not sure after that. But you know, it'll be it'll be a uh, it'll be a tough maybe um, seven or you know maybe a week um, and then and then you know it'll be um, just keeping ourselves fresh then as well
2: alright still Newcastle United 1 Manchester United 086 minutes on the clock that was Bill Cooper of Imokili now Imokili will face Glen Rovers uh, back in the final for the first time since their back-to-back win in 2016 when they beat Aaron's own in the final 26 points to 11 points was how it finished today in favour of the Glen against Carrick Tool their bosses.
8: is Richie Keller look any day you that you, you, you perform in a county, fi- county semi-final getting to a county final is, is great um, look we, we have a very experienced team we came down to her today we came down to pressure Carrick Tool from the start and we did that and, and uh, we had the game in the bag before time blew up but look that's, that's the next day it might be, mightn't be even get to that stage we, we're happy with today uh, it's our best performance of the year Uh, our our, our timing is is, is on course we're very happy with it
4: Uh, The writing was on the wall very early in that game 5 points up after 5 minutes 10 points up to i score after 10
8: minutes like you really took control of it earlier Yeah we did and look I wouldn't say that was the plan the plan was to go and perform put in the effort work hard uh, and it was a case to keep the ball in play no stupid shots from all all angles we did I guess no tone we had a couple of bad wides and it kills the momentum keep the ball in play if you're sure of a point you take it but if you're not sure just throw it into the full forward line and we could recycle it and you get it, You can make it end up getting an easy score over it but that was the plan was to come and hurl and we did and we are very really happy with it
4: You mentioned that we spoke after the Newtown game and you had a couple of things to work on maybe you weren't
8: terribly happy with some of the things but were you happy with how it worked out? Yeah, yeah um, it was because look Someone said, "Yeah, we got 26 points and we got 23 from play. Look, you've you got to be happy with that. No, you can. And flipside, you say we got no goal. But look, the way the hurlers got no go- goals are, are kind of really scarce. But look, and traditionally we're not we're not a goal team. You know, it's it's something that we try to work on." But the way the game has gone is nearly all points. Um, no, it, it, we're happy. Uh, we're improving all the time from Middleton to, to Charleville to Newtown and to today. We're, 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 our, our farm is on the rise and look, that's what you want going into Country Fine. Your farm has to be red hot and uh, we need it because we're, we're going to be facing in McKinley who are a in a row or the Bears, who are a huge are rivals of ours and look, there's a huge tradition and respect there and uh, we go and do the best we can and if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. Yeah. You, you said that once you're making progress, you're, you're happy. You've made progress now into the county final for the first time in a few years, obviously it's great for the club to be back in there It is, it is, because like I say, we're a big club on the north side and we have big following, we have big, big membership, we have big plans and there's no point to have big plans and big membership if, if the teams are performing on, on the, the pitch, we have a minor county final tomorrow night, the club the club is on the rise but look, it was on the rise three or four years to, uh, three or four years ago too and we kind of dipped a little bit so we won't get carried away with anything we're thankful for what we have, we'll try to hold on to it as long as we can but there's one thing given the sport, you don't win all the time and we will We'll do our best to keep it going, but uh, we're happy and uh, we're looking forward to the county final two weeks' time. Uh, Stephen, McDonald, went off injured or anything serious? Yeah, he, he, I think it's his groin. Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, it, it looks. He said, he, he said he'll said he be alright, but look, players will always tell you that. We won't know until he gets it accessed. Um, look, he's a big player for us, he's a big leader for us. He's, he's a cock player, he's an experienced county player. We need to get him right, but he'll need to be right because if they're playing a county final, you won't get away with it. So, look, we have two weeks to sort that out. Uh, we won't know, but. Uh, Hopefully he'll be all right.
4: Um, I don't want to put a temper on a, a great day for but Liam Gosnell got, I think, all but one of their, or two of their, yeah, all but one of them carry scores. Uh, was it a worry that he was able to score so much? I know most of them were from yeah, free anyway. Um, but
8: no, look, like every team has good players, and look, it's, it's very hard to shut down six forwards. They're all, someone's always going to perform, and if they all perform, you're in right trouble. Look, like our forwards today were, were, were really good, you know. But it, I know that's what matches, a couple of forwards didn't perform, but today they did Look, you go out, you go back to the best they can, but it's very rarely you get a day when the six forwards don't do anything. You to only someone who's going to play well. Look today, Liam Gosling did that for Carrick too. Look, as you said more from from Freeze. Sometimes they went for goals towards the end, and we pulled down on man because you're not going to let them in, and it's, it's the right thing to do. Uh, you don't let you don't let anybody in. You give away the point, and you regroup and go again. And look, we did that today a good few times. And look, last time before I leave, you go two weeks now before the county final, as you mentioned, between either and Meath or Bears let's look forward to the Blassoor Candles all maybe. yeah yeah look definitely look, look we have two weeks two weeks to county final we can sit back now and watch the bears and the McKee League go out of here Um Players will be sent home in the bus. We will we, we'll stay around and watch some some of it. But look, as I always say to, to the players, it's not about who we're playing. It's about ourselves. If, if we go and, and it's an old cliché, but it's true. If we start focusing on other teams, we forget what we're doing ourselves. We must get ourselves right before you look in that position. You must be right to go and perform. When we're right, we know we're a, we're a match for anybody, and that's our our goal for the next two weeks. Is get get the fitness right, get our heads right, and get the niggles sorted after take. we have a couple of niggles, and then uh, we we'll go and county final day and do the best we can and if we do well we'll be in the game if we don't we'll be chasing the game and look that's but that's sport we'll, we'll hope to be ready and if we are we'll go do the best we can for Glen Rovers and the north side
2: Yeah it's Richard Kellagher there of the Glen speaking after their win over Carrick Two, 91 and a half minutes on the clock at uh, St James's Park Newcastle's the leading Manchester United by a goal to nil do the Glen have what it takes to beat McKillie
4: Possibly yeah it's just like I mentioned earlier on it's just the uh, the matchups—it's mm-hmm. obviously very um, important that they get them very right. Uh, I know he wasn't happy. Richie wasn't happy after the the Newtown and Charleville games that they they could have improved. They could improve on an awful lot of things. So he mentioned there that they they have improved some, bit, but some bit still more to do. But they can, I think, they could uh, question him, Achille, I think, but uh, are going to be going in as favourites regardless. They're just uh, a, a crazy
2: good team, you know. Now we're going to hear from Mike Hartwell's Keith Ricken speaking after their defeat to the Glent.
9: Yeah I, just, I suppose there's two ways of looking at it like you know first of all I suppose uh, would we have settled for this at the start of the year absolutely there's no doubt about that um, I, you know disappointed I'm disappointed for them because they, they could hurl better than that I think the occasion maybe might have got them for a bit there's no doubt about that and also like you know, you know when you're when you have so much to play for sometimes you can you can freeze up a bit and I think that maybe might have been a small bit today but uh, you know I thought like the you know, very admirable in the second half we still kept out fighting we went for goals we, we took the chances and uh, you know we didn't get all our chances and to be honest we kept the Glen out from scoring goals so there's lots of positives too and we've blooded a couple of young lads here today who, will, you know, who, who are only 18 and 17 years of age so you know they, they'll be coming again in the next couple of years You know,
4: do you think it bothered them all the talk about you know you were in bonus territory now and Glen Rovers are probably going to over uh, overcoming in, in this game was that, would that have bothered lads? yeah
9: it would have bothered me anyway because you know like bonus territory I mean what is bonus territory today you get an opportunity you are know, trying to finish it and you're trying to win a game so and, and I suppose that's what we were hoping to try and do that's what I was hoping to try and do but sometimes you know uh, when the lads you, when you fight so hard to go so far. Sometimes, you know, you, 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 it is exhaustion that catches you at the end. And, you know, maybe I'd say there was a lot of nervous energy spent during the week there with the lads. And I think that maybe that would have spilled out on their performance today. Because they are better than that, like. Um, there's no doubt about that. But, I mean, you credit the Glen, too, like the Glen are a good side. And, you know, the Glen will be, you know, have won a couple of counties the last couple of years and have been knocking at the door for the other few. So, I mean, there's no shame being beaten by the Glen. There's no shame, you know, going out today. I just would have rather the, the lads would have maybe had a small bit more self belief and had to go off it, but, you know. I think they're more cautious and a bit cautious and that that can catch you, you know.
4: Great game from Liam Gaznus going all on, but one of the points.
9: Yeah, Liam's good I mean he's a good young lad and you know, um, you know, he, he's uh, a very good carry tool guy like he's he's there training all the time like are all, all, all the rest of them like, you know. Um you know, other guys out today didn't have a good have a good game, but like I, I'd be hoping that they wouldn't be, you know, uh, looking at what they didn't do this year and maybe kinda of concentrating on what they have done. I mean their journey has been remarkable, it has been a remarkable journey from the start of the year. And annihilated by the bars, and you know, they, you know, everyone talking about them going down doesn't matter how they go down, how far they go down, and, uh, to, and to dig deep. It is very easy for a hamstring or to do, uh, you know, go off on a around the world trip or something like that uh, when you're looking at the team, the 17 or 18, 19 lads, and you're, you know, you're fighting against everything all the time. Uh, but these fellas, I, I mean, I have the utmost utmost um, admiration for them in, in relation to how they come to training week in, week out, and they dug themselves out of a hole, and that is a sign of a man. I mean, you know, you have a problem, you face up to it, and you try to go on to it. And, I you know, they got a good win over killer, eh? They a great win over Bandy. You they know, a fantastic performance against Ballyhay here, you know. And, no, I say this probably... For this year, maybe, it might have been the bridge too far, you know. Um, but we have good young lads coming through. We'll be hoping to blood them a bit now in the next while, you know.
4: Premier senior next year, anyway. We'll You've got to build on for that. Yeah,
9: premier senior. I mean, like, you, you know, people... People are kind of uh, often uh, you know you go into something and then you you're, you're so consumed about staying there that you actually forget about the journey itself. Do you know? Just like being on a uh, on a tour and you're so uh, adamant of, of getting to the place that you want to get to that you forget to look out the window. We have to do that too. We have to enjoy the moment and enjoy the journeys and we look out and enjoy the view around us. And I think that's important for these lads this year that they got a sense of that. They got a sense of winning three uh, senior uh, hurling championships, which they haven't done in a long time in a row. You know, um, the, and the community has a good sense of that. And you know, we we. The, the under 9s played the glen here today at half time, right? That's the future. They're coming through, you know. My own young athletes are under 9s and they're coming through. They're 14s, the 16s, the minors. The lads are coming through. If we just keep going where we're going, you know, uh, we can control the controllables on that side. Sure, that's as much as you can ask Andy for, you know. Uh, it was amazing today, you know, this. Um, we spoke to the players today, like the last reading, uh, the last line in the, in, in, in the master, I actually wrote it down. Um, it was about, you know, we're only merely servants and we're only doing our duty. And that's all we all are in every club, you know. Like in every club, we are the servants of the game and we're doing our duty. And if our duty gets us to where we get there that's it we, I mean that's our job and, and that's what the lads have done and you know I'm going mad for them that they didn't get the performance that they should have probably deserved to give today but at the same time I'm very happy that they got to a semi-final of a county and I'm very happy to do something to build that
2: That's card Tools Keith Rick in there I think the first time ever that uh, Mass has been quoted on the Big Red Bench so it's uh, an historic occasion uh, really passionate stuff there from Keith
9: Oh,
4: He's just fantastic to interview yeah. he's just brilliant with uh, some of the, the just the, the quotes mm. everything he comes out with but um he's brilliant but yeah he was very proud of the lads that you heard there just disappointed for them that they didn't I suppose show up they could have shown a lot more but I think I know he mentioned that he didn't like the term bonus territory yeah. but nobody expected him to get where they did this year and Look, they did uh, they had good wins along the way and look, Fairjews, when they got to a county final. they're up Premier Senior next year and that's a
2: huge, huge thing, you know. Right, Newcastle have beaten Manchester United by a goal to nil thanks to that second half goal from Matthew Longstaff after 72 minutes. That's uh, Newcastle with the relegation zone and up into 16th. They're now just a point behind Manchester United who look like a team who could be dragged into that relegation battle. Um, so not look, not a good look if you're a Manchester United fan no it has to be said alright uh, yesterday Moran Abbey were crowned Cork ladies football champions for the 6th time in a row with a 4-9 to 1-9 win over West Cork yesterday uh, Darren O'Sullivan has been speaking to Ryan Grace
6: yeah look delighted um, to win a count- club championship football is unbelievable look West Cork are an excellent outfit they threw everything at us there today um, and we're delighted to get over the line
10: yeah you had a, a fantastic game yourself two goals and seven points for the 4-9 overall how do you feel about that you're probably happy with your own performance
6: yeah look um, I think the scoreline flatters us a lot I think it could have been a lot closer um, West Cork missed a good few um, goal opportunities um, and it could have been a different, different game. Um, I think it was a lot closer than the, the scoreline um, tells.
10: It was a, yeah, it was very competitive in the second half, a lot of game in the middle of the park. Did you feel like that's, uh, d- d- not that the lead was slipping, but that things mightn't have uh, been as easy for you maybe in the first half?
6: Yeah, definitely. Look, um, West Cork dominated possession massively there in the second half. We were struggling to get over our halfway line. <laughs> um, and look, I think when we, the ball did come up to the forwards, we were clinical, and thankfully um, the ball went over the bar today and we've we've been on the other side of things when, when they're, they're going wide. They're
10: just going to Word, uh, Darren, just on the fourth goal, a great team effort there. The passing, I'm sure you remember it from the first half there. Just get a word on just how, like, the, the passing was absolutely uh, absolutely fantastic.
6: Yeah, look, I suppose we've that's the advantage of being um, a club side, um, that we have over being a divisional side. Um, we've been playing with each other since we were six, seven years old. Um, we've been working at that for training, um, for over a decade now. Um, that doesn't just happen on the big days. Um, we've been working on that, and as I said, we're so used to playing with each each other, I know what the girls coming through are doing with the ball, they know what I'm going to do and it's just really easy to play with each other, really easy to read, read what the other players are doing.
10: Six in a row today, dear do you, do you, are you concentrating on that or are you just concentrating on the one today or does it feel like this is part of a set like that That it's an ongoing?
6: No, to be honest we view each championship as, as a new year um, I don't think six in a row um, we're thinking about that each, chal- each year poses a new challenge West Cork are an unbelievable outfit they've um, unbelievable inter-county um, club and club players um, and look, as I, as I said, I don't think the scoreboard did, did them justice there today, it was a lot closer there was some heart hitting, girls went to the sin bin, um, but it was great sportsmanship showed on high quality uh, football Alright, thanks
2: Darren, congratulations thanks very much. Again. cheers Yes, Darren Sullivan there. of more speaking after their win. Going here now from
11: their manager Shane Ronane Yeah, look, there's a huge sense of satisfaction uh, to have achieved the six in a row, and I suppose to have proved to everybody again that we're the best team in the county. Um, you know, we were under a lot of pressure today coming in. Uh, you know, I don't think we'll meet a team for the rest of the year that has um, as many inter-county stars as uh, as West Cork have. You know, so we were, we knew we were going to have to be very very good today, and the girls were very determined. Uh, we felt we didn't play very well last year for a game and a half. We played for the second half, and you know, I think we showed how good we were in that second half last year, and we were just determined today to from to the word. Goal to not let that happen. We wanted to settle and do the simple things, and I think they did the simple things, and those simple things created goals. Um, you know, and we got four brilliant goals in the first half. You know, with, with great work, great, great interpassing. You know, great movement off the ball, and I think that's something we've been working on. And I think our defense was outstanding today. We weren't happy to last; we left in four goals against Fells. We've worked very hard in it. They took the criticism on the chin f- from the last day, and they've worked extremely hard. And you know, I'm seriously proud of them. They are you know, an unbelievable bunch to work with, and uh, you're, you're just honoured to be involved with, 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 such a, with such a group of players because they're so honest and they, they keep coming back. They keep going to the well, and they will keep digging for more. You know, they kept going again today, like when we were down to 14 players. There was no way. They- they were going to concede goals. They've true bodies in the line, and look, uh, you know, I, I can only be uh, you know so proud of them, and, and, and just stand back and awe of what they do. They're, they're a brilliant bunch. Yeah. Uh, Shane, four nine one nine is the final score today. Do you think that was a fair reflection of the game? Um, I suppose. Look, we 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 probably took our goal chances. Um, I suppose our goal chance chances were a lot more clear cut than um, than, um, than than West Corks. You know, I suppose we had the extra body coming back in the line, and um, you know they were uh, we were able to get back. But look, West Cork, you know, probably missed a couple of chances. They won't be overly happy with what some of the stuff they did. Um, but like, I think when we cut. Teams, Teams open it's very hard to stop us. So look, we're probably it's probably a five or six point game. Maybe nine points is is, is, is a bit too much. Um, it could have been more as well. Though we we would have felt in the first half our conversion rate was brilliant. It was seventy five percent, six out of eight. But we only had eight attacks. So you know, in the second half, if we you know if we'd attack more, I think we you know we we would have probably got we would have scored more. So look. We- that's Shane Ronay there with Abbey
2: manager speaking after their win yesterday over uh, West Cork. Six and all now for Moran Abbey and congratulations indeed to them and indeed, Kieran, congratulations to your club, I believe. Uh, Ballyhay, sure, top of
4: the county. Uh, <laughs> county champions and yeah, the, the county junior Camogie championship they beat Charleville the next to our neighbours. Oh, uh, bitter rivalry. Yeah, three ten to 2-7, six-point win that overturns last year's uh, championship uh, win for Charleville, I suppose, uh, after they beat Ballyhay. But um, yeah, so fantastic for the, the club back there they brought both teams up to Castle Road probably could have been played maybe closer to home but, <laughs> um, and you know, both of them uh, brought up to Castle Road and uh, a great win for Hay. and I got a text as well saying you're invited to the celebrations which get underway around half seven That's in like, Hay. if you want to come up definitely carnage itself, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> alright
2: still to come on the show uh, we're going to talk uh, about women's football and talk about uh, World Cup and uh, next we're talking to uh, Middleton Cricket Club
0: The Big Red bed. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m.
2: My right, full time report from St. James is Stephen Goldsmith.
4: Newcastle won, Manchester United nil. In a game that was lacking in quality, it was fitting that local lad Matty Longstaff provided the quality moment that won the game. In a Premier League debut alongside his brother Sean, he was impressive throughout, and Manchester United were worn when his first half effort cracked the crossbar. His second half effort found the bottom corner, and it won the game against an awful Manchester United side who looked devoid of ideas and
2: hope. Newcastle won, Manchester United. Devoid of ideas and hopes as we we're about with that Manchester United team. We're going to talk cricket now. Middleton Cricket Club celebrating after their most successful every year. Chairman Adrian Stack calling to me to discuss the cracking 2019. Alright, we're joined in studio by uh, Middleton Cricket Chairman Adrian Stack. Adrian, thanks very much for coming in. Thank you, Rory. Um, it's been quite a year for, for Middleton. Can you tell us all about it, basically?
1: Yeah, um, an incredible year considering probably 18 months ago we were at a situation where we were thinking of packing in the entire club. Um, We've had some very dark days in the last couple of years, Mm. but this year just everything came together. Uh, We won the Junior League for the first time in our history, followed by the Minor League, and we also won the Junior Cup for only the second time in our history, having won it previously in 2000. So yeah, it was an incredible year.
2: So when you say 18 months
1: ago the club nearly folded, what changed and how did you get it back on track? It's it's hard to say. I mean, we had a couple of new bodies come in, but we would a couple of the old guard leave as well. Um, Christian Laubsner came in, an extremely good South African fast bowler, which really helped. Uh, Gavin Gibson, who joined last year, he's progressed really well as well. Uh, it sounds silly. I've never been a fan of sports psychology. It sounds a bit silly, but mm. at the start of the year, we actually bought a new kit. And there was a sense of we were all dressed like a team. We looked like a team. We looked professional, like yeah everything just clicked it's, it's, it's something obviously we've been thinking about but it's been very hard to, to pick out one thing that's changed it was, it was just a, an incredible year hopefully not a freak year uh, just an incredible year Just a
2: snowball effect so just things going right Yeah I mean
1: look we're, cricket is a, a minority sport in, in Ireland it's, it's an even smaller minority sport in Munster it's, it's very hard for all the clubs to keep the show mm. on the road as I say, we've had some some awful days trying to get teams together, trying to get players together, trying to get guys to train, trying to get the guys to improve. Mm-hmm. We um, discontinued our youth section about two years ago, which which damaged us. We dropped down from senior just because of the the scale of defeats we were suffering. Mm-hmm. We dropped down to junior, but you know, there's always there's always been a great spirit within the club, within the guys involved in the club. Uh, we've we've worked very hard to to keep the show on the road and, and it just, you know, it, it just came together. It's been fant- been fantastic year.
2: Yeah, it certainly has been. Um, how did you get involved as chairman then? I mean, like, that's obviously a big job, a very time-consuming job, so how did that come about?
1: Yeah, um, our previous chairman, Kouris Mohamedy, unfortunately, just didn't have the time to dedicate to the club anymore, so he stepped aside. Um, we had our AGM uh, last October. And it was, I was—I won't say I was asked or I won the race to become chairman. Because to be honest, there wasn't a whole lot of interest <laughs> <laughs> in the position given our given our circumstances. But it's it's gone really well. We've we've been very lucky with sponsors such as uh, Lavish there in Washington Street uh, Envy Environmental Services, mm. and we've managed to raise enough capital that we're after buying a, a storage container for our ground at Middleton College. Brilliant. Um, as I say, we bought the gear. We've just been trying to do, I suppose, things that other clubs take for granted, but, you know, they may have more, more, uh, membership and more, 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 um, more things at their, at their disposal. Mm. We've literally had to fight very hard for, for every penny. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a tough 12 months. Um, it's been peculiar. As I have to say, we we're not really a, a club that concentrate on winning. We're a club that that sort of really focus on participation. Mm. We've been very lucky. We've we've had the chance to give over forty people a chance to play cricket in in Middleton this summer, which has been absolutely fantastic. And our main objective we haven't really known how to celebrate winning the leagues and the (laughs) cup there was a bit of head scratching about what do we do do we have a bit of a dance or what as I say we're we're, we're not really used to winning things so I won't say winning all these trophies has been rewarding. It's sort of been a bit bewildering, to be honest. <laughs> but it's it's some kind of reward. Perhaps it'll it'll kick in on the on the twentieth of October when the MCU Awards night is on in mm. in the Martec and when we're presented with the the league trophies, we might we might suddenly realise what it means. Then you know. So it's obviously, your effect as chairman coming in, this you know, start winning. That's for other people to say. About it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you look back over the season, Adrian, I mean, like, what are the standout games? What are the kind of standout moments?
1: Uh, well, the, the the first team had an incredible season. They were unbeaten in the league and unbeaten in the Junior Cup. Uh, they progressed through two rounds of the National Cup, beating Knockarley of Leinster, which was the first time we've ever beaten a Leinster side, and beating St. Johnson of County Donegal, mm. uh, which was only the second time we'd beaten a, a team from the northwest. West. Um, the quarterfinal against Derry unfortunately, was affected by the weather and we lost in a bowl out. But that was a rather incredible journey. If we'd have won that we would have hosted um, the club Kevin O'Brien, the Irish International Railway Union. So we're gutted we missed out there. But Kevin has promised us he'll try and make it down pre season next year for a <laughs> bit of a, a training and a, a bit of a a catch up. Um, as far as the seconds were concerned, it was a very it was a very odd season. We started very poorly. Um, I don't think we won a game during Ramadan and the season looked like it was going to peter out and mm. dropped out of the minor cup but it it just came together at the end of the season it went down to the last game of the season Cork Harlequins were up in Limerick and we were down in Kerry and we had to win to, to seal the title and it was, a, it was an incredible, it was an incredible <laughs> day we started really well and we thought we are cruising here Kerry ferociously fought back and it was a real, real nail-biter. Mm-hmm. It was very poetic justice that it was our seconds, our long-suffering seconds <laughs> captain, Atif Akbar, who actually hit the winning runs. Yeah. Um, and as I say, cue bewildered celebrations. <laughs> <once> <laughs> again.
2: So why did you just stand around looking at each other? Was like, what mm, do we do?
1: Basically, yeah. <laughs> we're, as I say, we, we, haven't had, we haven't had much practice at winning. So. Mm-hmm. Right, Adrian,
2: so the awards night happening uh, on the 20th um, for a team that isn't used to celebrating, you're going to have to get used to it very, very quickly.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, no, there's going to be going to be some tremendous scenes at it, a uh, historic moment. Um, my big thanks to my two captains, Majid Khan and Atif Akbar, mm. who have been with us through thick and thin. There's lads like Kashif Khan, Danny Shikbal, Dean Wilson, you know, guys that have been there for years, mm. Um you know, going above and beyond for the club and it's really for them it's going to be, it's going to be extra special because they've had the chance to go elsewhere and play their, their cricket with more successful teams mm. they've been loyal to Middleton and uh, we're thrilled to have given them the platform to achieve something like this
2: I'd imagine plans for 2020 are going to start at Rally, have they?
1: Absolutely, we're already being asked what divisions we'd like to play in next year um, there might be a chance of us going Premier again mm. uh, just with the sort of added confidence and the added players that we've brought in um, but we want to stick to our core principles of being there for people who if they fancy a game of cricket come down we try and accommodate everyone of all ages and abilities as you can see from myself <laughs> um, and that's, that's our main our main raison d'etre isn't there to win leagues mm. and cups it's that people get out They play a a team sport that's Mm. uh, extremely enjoyable and very relaxing and horrifically frustrating at times. Mm. Um, But that's that's always going to remain our core principle.
2: And so if anyone wants to come down
1: and get in touch... Absolutely, we're on the Facebook, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Adrian, thanks very much for coming in and congratulations on a a great year. Thank you very much. Yeah, great to talk to Adrian there, Adrian Stack, uh, Middleton Cricket Club chairman after an incredible 2019 and congratulations to them on their wonderful successes. We're going to talk uh, rugby now. Our friend uh, Luke Prendival has been touring Japan in a van the last few weeks following the Irish team. I checked in on him earlier on today to talk about Ireland's World Cup so far.
0: Thanks Adam. having Um, It's been great so far, yeah. There's a... a group of six of us in a, a tiny little camper van going around Japan. And uh, yeah, we just got back from dinner there. We had a small bit of uh, sushi. I'm not too keen on fish now myself, like, but it was, uh, it was, oh no, to be honest you, I, I was going to say it was grand. I, it wasn't great at all. I wasn't mad keen on it at all. Um, but Japan is a bizarre place, especially with like the majority of the Irish people there here were being treated so incredibly well. Like uh, the Japanese people are, unbearably sound um, and the actual atmosphere of the games like this we bumped into a lot of Welsh a lot of English um, loads of Japanese rugby fans more than we thought that we'd actually get across mm. but uh, the place has just been taken over by fans and uh, the Japanese seem to absolutely love it as well like they're loving the atmosphere
2: Massive culture change I suppose what's been the highlight of the trip so far?
0: <sighs> I suppose You're dead right about the culture thing. I mean, one thing that's kind of popped up for us is, like, there are, and it's a trivial thing now, but there are just no bins anywhere. Right. Anywhere in Japan. There's just no bins anywhere. So it's kind of, like, they're expected, and rightly so, you're expected to kind of take all your stuff with you and bring it anywhere. Um, Which you'd expect that, like, you know, if you were staying on a beach, like, one of the nights we'd be staying... On one of the beaches, and we take everything up and bring it with us. But then you go into a built up area like Tokyo or Kyoto or Kobe or whatever, and there's just no bins anywhere. Um, the people are incredibly respectful to everyone, so I suppose that has been the major culture difference. It's just because we, we've been hard pressed to find somebody who has been just in any way rude or, or mm. hasn't been in any way accommodating to us. So uh, the people are just the highlight of, of it all so far. They're bizarre, but they're brilliant
2: is there many Irish fans over in Japan have the many Irish uh, fans made the trip over
0: yeah we got added to a, a Facebook group that kind of helped people out with tickets and different events of fan zones and stuff that's been going on um, for the Russia game before that match we went to a fan zone and it was mobbed like it was I'd say if I had to put a number on it there must have been well, maybe about five or 600 Irish inside there and yeah uh, in fairness the fan zones are like nothing I've ever seen before the Japanese people have just set everything up incredibly well stages Irish music um, local food but there's just a load of people here at the moment and everybody's loving it and then you go into the stadium and it's like for the rush game the place was totally green like packed with green and even the Japanese locals have just basically just said right well we're just adopting the Irish and uh, especially the Welsh as well they're they're, they're loving the Welsh as well but I think we're number one to them at the moment
2: (laughs) happy days happy days um Mm. Um, what's the feeling like among the Irish fans after the three games so far on a high after the Scotland game then that defeat to Japan and the, the the unconvincing win I suppose over Russia so what's the feeling like among the Irish fans about the team
0: it's weird really because we're trying to figure out have we kind of got the same outlook as the you know their fans at home we were very much of the case. We were thinking, Jesus, it's awful that we're after losing to Japan, but if we were going to lose anybody, it's great to have lost to these people who have been so sound to us. um But there's sort of this feeling of blind optimism that Joe Schmidt has something up his sleeve, that he's just going to wait for the quarters because it does seem like everything's a little bit flat. Um, not everybody's 100% satisfied with most of the performances. Like, yeah, you're getting bonus points and. We're getting points on the board and the defense is doing well, but at the same time, it's um, it's like everything's not been fulfilled yet, um, but there's no like ill will towards Japanese out here at all. Everybody is really rooting for them for the Irish. Like For instance, now last week we were watching the Samoa and Japan game, and obviously it's in Ireland's interest if Japan don't get uh, a bonus point there, but you just found yourself rooting for them because the place is just going 90. So... Um, it's optimistic, but there's a lot of people thinking that we mightn't kind of do as well as we want to, and might be a quarterfinal exit.
2: Lucas, a lot of talk about the the conditions in Japan. It seems to have affected the Irish team, with kind of handling errors and stuff like that because of the heat and the humidity. How have you found it?
0: It's as I'm saying this now, like I'm feeling a bead of sweat just trickle down <laughs> my arm. It's so disgusting. It's 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 brilliant and it's warm and it's it's fantastic, but it's so muggy. It's so humid. We didn't really know how to pack when we were coming out here. Nobody really knew because, um, in all honesty, I, out of total ignorance, thought that Japan was in the southern hemisphere. So I was thinking, oh yeah, grand, we'll, we'll pack, you know, shorts, or whatever,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, you know, a couple of jeans, or whatever. But it's 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 impossible to call every day. Like the, one day it'll be lashing rain, the next it'll be you know, thirty degree heat. Um, so it's a total mixed bag. And even when we went to the stadium for the Russia game, uh, the roof was closed. And we had just been coming out of the typhoon as well, uh, so we were coming from the typhoon which had us soaked, and we went straight into the stadium which had us baking, you know, like baking in the heat. Um, so it's a, I, I don't envy the players when they're running out there because like the most exercise we're doing is lifting cans and pints. That's that's the <laughs> bare bones of it, really. You know,
2: you need a lot of training done for that, I'd say, did you?
0: Oh hell yeah Look at my gut You'll see that <laughs> yeah.
2: And what's the plan now For the rest of the tournament are you Are going to stay on Until the final or Are you going to come home In Ireland and go out Or what's the story
0: um, I've booked on. off work Until uh, the 12th So I'll be coming back um, At the moment uh, I'm going back To meet some friends In uh, Tokyo For about four days And then I'm going to meet up With the lads again In the van For the Samoa match Just to see that I'll be heading away Back home after the Samoa match For work And then the guys Are staying on For the quarterfinal um, but they're kind of a little bit worried now that they might have to do a little uh, swapping with tickets if Ireland don't finish top because they have quarter-final tickets, ah. um, which might be them going to Japan versus you know New Zealand or South Africa, whoever it might be. Mm. So we'll have to see what the story is with that. But I think um, some of the guys are kind of playing it by year. They just have one-way tickets booked so far and they're, they're kind of happy to see how it plays out.
2: Sorry, sorry. All right, Luke, enjoy the rest of the trip, man. Thanks for taking our call today
0: no worries Rory cheers to having me talk to you later
2: yeah great to have Luke Prendival on uh, from Japan earlier on today I'm speaking uh, about the last few weeks uh, following the Irish team uh, around the country right we're going to talk uh, women's football on a record breaking crowd will watch Ireland take on Ukraine in their Euro qualifier this week besides meeting in Tala on Tuesday with all 8,000 tickets sold. Our old friend, former Cork City and Coventry City defender John Andrews has been coaching women's football in Iceland recently and I caught up with John's talk to him about the evolution of the women's game, Tuesday's match and much more. All right, we're joined
5: in studio by our good friend John Andrews for the first time in a while. John, how are you, boy? I'm doing fantastic, Rory. How's yourself? I'm good. You're back from Iceland. I am. We um, had a very successful couple of years out there with a club called Vulsinger on the female side and... um, we won the league there in, in September and I just thought I'd taken that club as far as I could, you know. Mm. The, the, the investment wasn't going to happen for next year. So I thought, you know what, what better way to have a little bit of time off than to come home to Cork.
2: I hard to leave Iceland though, I mean, like, you were very... Um you fell in love with the place, basically, didn't
5: you? I did. Well, it's the professionalism over there that I enjoy. You know, they uh, the, they really invest in their coaches over there, and most of the coaches at, at senior level are full time. So it's it's perfect for someone like me who's who's involved now with the with the FAI and the UEFA pro license, and it's um it's fantastic for me. And I, I look, it's it's not a case that I might not be going back there. There's a few offers to go back there uh, in mm. the next couple of weeks, so we'll we'll see. You know, I'm just enjoying my break now at Cork. Um,
2: how have you found coaching women's football as opposed to men's football? What's the, the fundamental difference is there?
5: difference, really. Um. I think to be honest with you the respect that the women's game is starting to get now mm. because of the women's game was predominantly associated with mistakes and, and fun and laughing and social um let's say 5 to 10 years ago but yeah. now with the with the world cup the way it was and the previous world cup as well when you see the technical ability of the players it's it's for, you know for want of a better word it's 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 coaching real real football that the, the players are fantastic and and the technique levels are are, are outstanding so realistically not many. You know, mostly, it would be a more social aspect that mm. you would see the difference in. You know.
2: And how have you found then the the game in Iceland compared to the the women's game in Ireland, for example?
5: Um, well, funny enough, my goalkeeper was from Dublin. She mm. was of uh, Coombs. I took her over from Kilkenny City, and yeah. that they were used to be getting beaten five and six and seven nothing, and I brought her over, and um, the full time environment really suited her. So. I don't know too much about the women's game in Ireland, although I do know that it's, after taking off, something fierce. Mm. Especially since Colin Bell was doing so well with the international team. and now of course, Vera has taken it mm. on um, for the first game on Tuesday. But its um, I think it's a society thing, Rory, the fact that people are healthier, people are in better shape, and therefore your football and your sports at every level is going to improve.
2: Mm, certainly so. Um, how much of an impact did the World Cup have overall and like the, the women's game getting out there being seen as this proper professional...
5: Why well, I think you just na- you just nailed it. It's a proper professional game, you know. If you talk to the top women, uh, the top female players. You're talking to top, top athletes, top Mm. professional athletes. Um, they train five, six times a week. They're in the gym four or five times a week. They're playing. Their recoveries are all the same as the men. It's not, it's the exact same sport, realistically, you know, same rules, same field, everything. Um, the impact of the World Cup was just the same as it, as it does on the men's side, which is there'll be, there'll be an influx of young girls now Mm. playing in the game because they were watching the World Cup. There'll be also the old school mothers and fathers who would think they'd have the old school view of women's football and then they watch the women's game and you say oh my god this is mm. fantastic because it's 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 technical it's um very tactical the athletes the, the females are fantastic athletes so you're saying to yourself you know what this is a, this is a, a product that really the FAI and, and, and Ireland can, can really get behind
2: uh, I think a big part of it uh, in Ireland as well was um, RT and TG car screening every you know. single game and not just like like say England games or whatever yeah.
5: like you know yeah mm. well it, and that also puts an, a, a nice competitive pressure on the players mm. the players then see themselves on the TV they can see their old faults they can see if they're not in the best shape. They can see who they're playing against. You know, rather than just looking at it face to face, Mm. they can go back and and analyse the games on video and they can see themselves. And then you say to yourself, well, man, if you know, I'm always a big fan of modelling, especially in, in coaching. If you see somebody doing something right, go and do it yeah. and if you can go and do it man you're going to get to the same level or at least close to the same level that they're at
2: mm. and it helps as well that like, some like, players became like household names over the World Cup Megan Rappi know of just being <laughs> the, the
5: main one I'm thinking of there yeah well look uh, I saw her on I think it was up, not Conan it was um, Jimmy Fallon I think. Yeah. she knocked it out of the park she was She's incredible. and you just say to yourself well these girls now are celebrities mm. and deservedly so and we, but you look at our game, just to name two, Denise O'Sullivan and, and maybe Katie McCabe, mm. both players who I tried to sign when I was in, in the top league in <laughs> Ireland, both rejected, or in Iceland, sorry, yeah. both rejected us. But um, these ladies, you look at the way they conduct themselves, their professionalism, they have the chance to be superstars in the game.
2: Mm. Um, you say you're uh, kind of, you, maybe Iceland might be calling you back, you kind of mm. like scouting players
5: in Ireland yeah. while you're over? always always yeah. There's a, I'm, I'm very lucky to have a very good reputation uh, not reputation sorry you um, have a good reputation <laughs> oh thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> a very good um, relationship with the FAI and also with people like Dave Bell and, mm. and, and uh, Niall O'Regan of course in coach education and Niall was involved in Cork City's ladies of course mm. uh, he has a huge passion in, f- in the female game so I'm getting a lot of emails and getting a lot of players you know, sending stuff over to me uh, via LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff like that so I'm always in touch with the female game here mm. um, and as I said I got Niamh over uh, yeah. on goal for us and she was terrific so much so that she actually went the last two games she was an emergency signing for the league above us yeah. to keep them in uh, in the league above and, and, and did that job as well so uh, not only did she win in League. She um, she kept a, a team in the upper division yeah, up as well, you know. So
2: you'd recommend Irish players maybe if they're thinking about it that Iceland could be an option.
5: Well, the thing with Iceland is, as I said before, they've they've invested in their coaches, you know. Mm. So a lot of the coaches are full time. So what happens is better coaches, you know, train better players. Mm. They make the players better, the you know, more quality and whatever. But so. Um, When they come over, the the Irish players, you know, if they're training two or three times a week, it's not enough. Mm. I think Damien Duff proved that in Shamrock Rovers when he came into the 15s and the 16s back then. You can train four or five times a week. What else are you going to be doing? Sitting watching EastEnders? Yeah. So you might as well go out and train and keep healthy. Players, if they're not going to be training, if they're giving a day off, you know this yourself, they're going to be in the gym. Mm. So why not be on the field? You know? So, and it's that little bit of professionalism. If you, if you invest into your coaches and if you, if the coaches can maybe, you know, I was going to say get a salary but if the coaches can see a a benefit of, of training four and five six times a week why not?
2: Mm, certainly. So um, the Irish women's team facing Ukraine mm. on Tuesday, um, and what they're hoping is going to be a record crowd for uh, an Irish women's game mm. in, in Tala It's it's fantastic scene. Again, I think it's a byproduct of the World Cup. This the,
5: that wave that uh, women's football is riding. It is, and, and from what I heard this morning, it sold out. It was it eight thousand seats mm. in Tala You know, but the product is better. You know, it's an athletic product. Now you're looking at the women's game, and it's it's an attractive style of football. You're going to see good play. You know, one of the things I advocate an awful lot is is just Quite simply the controlling of a ball from the air. Now, five, six, seven years ago, you had players kicking the ball with their toes and just turning up for social, the social aspect mm-hmm. and having a few drinks on a Saturday and playing on a Sunday. No, the women's game is is a top 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 product to watch. Um, the professionalism, as you keep talking about, is is has gone through the roof, and also the standard of the football has gone it's through the roof. roof. So it's, um, I think, not only is it going to be a great event, I think it's going to be a bloody good game.
2: <laughs> Fingers crossed for yeah. a result for the girls in green. Uh, finally, John, you're on your pro license yeah. at the moment um, with uh, Corksley Manager Neil Fenn among mm-hmm. others. I mean,
5: how's that, how's that been going? It's um, it's one of the hardest, the most challenging things I've ever done. If mm-hmm. I'm going to be totally honest with you, it's more the 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 um, the off-field activities of management, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like the mental health of players, um, working in the office, you know, presentations and stuff like that, which is something I really like doing, but when you're coaching day to day, you kinda neglect that side yeah, of the game. Yeah. Um speaking of the he's a fantastic advocate of the presentation. I know you know he's a fantastic talker and uh, he mm. he's, he's doing great. But we have some fantastic people on the, the course as well, like Robbie Keane, Damien Duff, Keith Andrews, Andy Reid, mm. um a lot of League of Ireland ads like Stephen Rice and Jordan uh, O'Brien. So I can only we went to Geneva, I think, uh, last week, and we did four days over there, and the FAI and, and, the, and the Irish coaches knocked it out of the park. Mm. We were a standout group, um, so much, and, and all I can say about that is, is the coach education standard here is, is through the roof, mm. and I can't thank Niall Regan enough for it.
2: Yeah, because I've been seeing from clubs, they've been putting in their own pathways for coaching, mm-hmm. and getting, uh, coached their badges, and there's a lot of emphasis on that now, which maybe wasn't there in the past.
5: No, and it's, it's more coach friendly as well. Mm. You know, the, the, the fact that it's, it's, developing you as a coach, developing you as a manager, and it's all then geared towards making the players better. It's all geared towards having a better product of our football and, and, and getting our players to, you know, realistically fulfill their potential, Rory. You know, just awful- enough? Yeah, it's great
2: to talk to our old buddy there, John Andrews there. Sorry to cut that short, but we are out of time. Thanks very much indeed for tuning our way. Podcast online, charleyredextra.ie. Follow us at Big Red Bench. Good night, folks.
0: The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm.
4: Cork's Red FM.